everyone, a big warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry podcast. My name's Lee Keyes of systembet.co.uk and with me to discuss uh, Thursday and Friday, the uh, the Moe July meeting at Newmarket is John Lang of John Joe's Blogspot. The first two days we'll be covering and uh, we'll be back on Friday evening for the main show, which will cover Super Saturday um july cup you name it you're just a, a tremendous tremendous saturday is uh, is is uh, the one coming up and it's such a shame that they're all 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 together on one day john don't you agree well it's hard for anybody wanting a jockey isn't it that's the yeah the hard part of it. yeah i mean uh, john smith's up up at york um, you, you probably the Willie Agus thing I think is favourite for that on Saturday. You know, he's like, where does I don't know. Tom Marquand will probably be at um, HQ, so Agus will have to look for somebody else and so on and so on. It, yeah, it's a it's a bit of a bit of a minefield these, these Saturdays, and I think jockeyship is important. But but we pop on uh, the two uh, uh, days of Newmarket begins tomorrow, and obviously bigger things tonight is the the England game with the Danes, um, but. Our job really is to uh, supply winners. And um, looking at the first day, John, it's uh, I like the first day. I think there's plenty of quality. Um, uh, we can start off, if you like, uh, we'll look at the Bahrain Trophy uh, over the one mile and five furlongs. Uh, Stowell is the market leader at two to one. Uh, the famous Stowell, the Rab Havlin, we can't hit them first time. Uh, now he's two to one favourite for a group three. Now with Frankie on board. John, any thoughts for yourself on the Bahrain Trophy? I think really that Stoll is probably the key horse in this. Um, he does look as though he's still moving forward to me. Um, yeah. There still looks to be a bit of room for improvement with him. I, uh, I mean, you've got a group one winner in gear up priced at six to one, but I, th- I think it's fair to say he has been doubly Johnstoned this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, you, you just couldn't be terribly hopeful about him doing anything unless he got the softest of soft leads. And then again, he's got Ryan on him. I'm not particularly keen on from the front at any rate. So I couldn't be with him. I think Dancing King probably flattened out a bit last time. That's as much as he's got to offer. And uh, I'd maybe make you be of the danger at risk of being a, a blogger forecast merchant, which first and second in betting. Yeah. But, uh, that looks to be the way it's going to rock to me. Okie dokie. So, Stowell uh, and Yebeer. Uh, John thinks the betting's correct. 2 to 1, 11 to 4. Um, so, John. John likes his big prices. He isn't dancing at the prices, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, knowing you, I mean, it's, you know, it's, you're you're old school in terms of you'll always try and get a favourite beat if you can. Um, apart from when you do turn blogger occasionally, but last time you did it with amazing success. <laughs> um, my thoughts are pretty similar to you here. Um, Stowell, uh, I think he's very solid. He's obviously the right price. The the, the run last time at time at Ascot. Uh, like you say, it is moving forwards. That's a really big step forward from its previous form. And it was a real baptism of fire to stick it, you know, uh, straight in the Queen's vase after those two, um, particularly as uh, John and Thede uh, thought it was like a bit bit raw on debut. And obviously they, they couldn't let uh, Rab Havlin um, uh, 
use any encouragement in the BHA's words to try and persuade Stoll to pass Frankie on the other stable, mate. How to pick up the encouragement? <laughs> will, will the will will the encouragement stick be, be applied here in the closing stages of the Bahrain Trophy? We shall see. Um, yeah, cash is down. I'm sure it will. Yeah, just one one to watch, uh, listeners. For me, um, is Mandoob uh, of Brian Means. Um, now, I'm not a massive fan of the trainer, really, but I'm a fan of this horse. Uh, made its debut at Lingfield and made up a lot of ground to overhaul Marshall Plan uh, on debut, obviously getting seven pounds. But Marshall Plan, in his own right, wasn't disgraced at Ascot uh, against Surefire off 90. Um, and I, I think he made a step forward last time out at Haydock. He was a short price, six to four, but he impressed me how he made up four to five lengths in the last two furlongs to absolutely mow down uh, Princess Nadia and was absolutely powering through at the line as if to say one mile, five furlongs will be fantastic. Has got to improve. And uh, I'm not really bouncing at the seven to one, um, primarily because he has got, he's got to improve probably a good, a good 12, 13 pounds in, in, in my eyes uh, to be winning this. So I think, I think he will improve, but I don't think, well, I, well, can he improve that much? probably to be beat stolen year beer i'm not so sure but he is a horse to watch going forwards i do like mandoop and um he's by far and far in this race is one from one uh over time um afar is obviously an unfortunate uh, uh sire um in that um um it, did he become infertile john i'm not sure I, it was it was it i'm sure I'm, I'm sure i mean I'm sure there's something. I, mean, I could be wrong. Could be could be spouting rubbish, but I'm, could I'm be sure that. Radiator somewhere then. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm I'm cer- I'm certain that he, he were either firing blanks or there, there was something, but there, mm-hmm. there was something like that. I don't know if we'll see many fires, or yeah, I could be wrong. Uh, put me put me bang to rights, anyone. Um, right, so that's Bahrain Trophy thoughts. So we're we're pretty keen on Stoll uh, and Mandubi's one one to watch maybe for fi- for the future. Um, the two twenty five is the Tassels July Stakes. It's a Group Two contest. Uh, Brian Smart has the favourite. Got Brian and Reg Bond. Project Dante at seven or two with lovely pair of hands. Graham Lee in the saddle. John, any view on this? I thought Project Dante was probably the best horse in his Ascot race. And I, I, yep. can, I can say running well here. Um, but for me, the, the one to be with from Ascot, it's a bit of a left field job, this, is the organiser. Now, I've, I've watched this back a couple of times and basically pulled like Ralph Harris at a primary school open day, this one. Um, the Tongue test fitted today, which I think will suit. I think you might just drop it a bit better for that. And I think if he settles, physically, this horse would be more than the equal of anything in this field. He's a smashing specimen. And I would like to see him progress and make into a decent horse. And I, th- I think he can. And I think he, he, he's a fair shout, I think. Um, I couldn't be having Eldrick Jones, despite him coming from a Coventry. Um, I think at the time we sort of decided to put a line through the Coventry farm. I'm quite happy to do it again, because I don't particularly want to see Gobby Roger win a two-year-old pattern race anyway. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the organiser. Yeah. 
That's a good shout. A good pro. I love it when uh, I mean for listeners that maybe new listeners or whatever. John's pretty pretty good with his paddock assessments, and I, I do like it if he likes one physically going forwards. Because as we know, with two year olds, you could have you could have an horse with blistering form in May, and then it could plateau out by August time, and you know that's no good to anyone um, if you're backing on past performances. And with John lacking this one physically, it'll probably make me have a few quid on as well at prices. Because whenever John says anything, he likes something physically going forwards, it's good enough for me. Um, I agree with John also on Project Dante. It is the right favourite, which kind of shows, I'm I'm not being disrespectful to Brian Smart or the horse or anything else, but it kind of shows where we are on the early season two-year-olds this season. I don't think me or John have been impressed at all with the, the standard of the, the the group races so far in the UK anyway, um, in terms of what we've seen so far. Um, maybe the big guns are just playing the car, big cards later this season instead of getting a few ready for Royal Ascot. We don't know. That's that's uh, uh, we'll, we'll wait to see what's happening on that front from the big yards in Ireland and big 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 yards over here. Um, but Project Dante, I thought, was unlucky. In the Norfolk, it was the best horse in the Norfolk. Should have won. Go Bears Go, the second horse in that's come out and won the railway in Ireland. So the form is rock solid. Cannot put anyone off at seven or two. I think I think I think that's really solid. It's a solid play. But if you want one at a price, and I'll be I'll be backing John Small. Um, I'll be backing uh, a horse I'm going to mention now, Asymmetric, of Alan King Kong. Um, the way this horse has travelled up in both his races has been very eye-catching for me. And I, I, I just feel there's more to come. He does it very easily. Um, you know, it's all, all on the Billy Idol. And I'm thinking there's definitely more to come because sort of halfway in both races so far, he could have gone a lot faster if he'd have wanted. And I, I just think this this could be the making of him a race like this that would probably be well run. Um, and asymmetric could be a very, very big price. Um, I think at 12 to 1 and could, could surprise a few here. But yeah, Project Dante is the right favourite at 7 or 2. So that's that's my players here. Project Dante, asymmetric, and John's uh, 12, 14, 7 or 2. And hopefully we won't be losing on the race. And I agree with John, Eldrick Jones is worth opposing for me. Um, three o'clock race is the uh, next race on the telly. Um, it's the six furlongs. Uh, Bet three six five handicap quite valuable. Yeah, so that, it must have been called something else because this this is purely a bookmaker's name now. It's a heritage handicap, so I don't know what it was called before. Um, but there's no link or reference to what it used to be called. Any ideas, John? What it used to be called? Mm-hmm. I don't recall really the race to be honest. Um, mm. Heritage handicap, just you know, six foot. I mean, I, I just I, I can't I can't think of what what it was anyway. Anyway. That's by the way. Uh, Boom Shalar is favourite at five to one for Roger Varian and the drunk Italian on board. Um, Andrea, is there any any thoughts on this, John? Uh, yeah, my old mate Jumbi. Um, despite top weight, I still think this has the potential to rate a fair bit higher than 104. Now, I'm not saying it's a group one anymore. I know Miss Johnson Houghton was very keen to. Uh, get this into Group 1 company last time and he didn't go off unfancied, he was only 11-1 to 1. Um, but I didn't particularly think every ground was what he wanted either he didn't seem to move through it terribly well at Newbury and good to soft so I, I think he's back on ground that will suit him an awful lot better today and 
I think eight to one with all these runners each way. I think it's very, very hard to knock him out the first four. Yeah, the I mean, it's often been a, a listener of ours rec- uh, said that Jumby had the most solid. Uh, three-year-old sprint handicap in form. That was the key race of the season uh, when he won at Newmarket. Obviously up £9 for that. Um, like you said, was up to uh, Group 1 company last time. Uh, just, just you, know, you could probably draw a line through that as well, like with the ground. Um, there's there's nothing really in the, the, the pedigree why um, he'd go on that ground that soft. And I noticed that Connections last year withdrew Jumbe on heavy ground, stating it, stating it as it was uh, unsuitable. So, yeah, John, I mean, basically, you can draw a line through that coconut and then you're coming straight off the back of Newmarket and eight to one seems very fair, John. Each, yeah. way, of, each way of pleasure. Concur yeah. with you there. I've, I've got nothing else to add. Jadwal, obviously, was behind Jumbe, uh, rear poses. Um, so you could, people, you know, might sort of make a case, could, could that reverse the form? But um, he's only, I think, two pounds better off. So it's probably not, you know, not worth, not worth bothering about. But yeah, Jumbe, I think it's a good shout from John there. Eight to one each way, a pleasure. We'll move on to the 335. Um, it's the feature race for um, the first day, which is the Princess of Wales Stakes Group 2 affair. I can remember back in the day, John, when Unfu Wayne or Umfwan, as some commentators used to pr- pronounce it, won this. Um, any thoughts here? Christ, I can remember. I hate a fashion beating our dress in this. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I see your unfu win and raise you with the uh, oh, it's a fashion, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you if you want me to be really sick about it, I go back to when I was seven and record run one it en route to the King George. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah, no. I was yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know whether I was off school or whether I'd scared off, but record run Ryan Taylor. Owned by Solid Jewel, no less. Uh yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, nice race this if you like odds on Travs. Al Assi, I really can't see much point in opposing this, to be perfectly honest. Sir Ron Priestley seems to be paying the price for the vigorous early season campaign the kilts imposed on him. Um, highest ground in typical Sir Michael Stout style for the last two years, anyway, seems to be deteriorating with racing. Um, Bangkok seems to well, he's probably heading for Bangkok with the level of army showing. And it doesn't leave an awful lot, does it? No. Um, it's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm quite surprised. I'll be honest. I'm quite surprised to see highest ground as clear second favourite at the moment. Um, I'm, in fact, I'm scratching my head as, as to why that is second favourite. Because the, the one thing you've got here, even though it's five runners, I completely agree with Alazi. Alazi is the best horse. So, so, so that's that. You know, he's four to six. But I'm going to put a provisio in here. You'll not like it, but Saron Priestley, um, and we we said this right. So it beat Pile Driver at Newmarket. Now Pile Driver for me was was having a run then. He he wasn't hundred yeah. percent. He was yeah. ridden like you know. You see, so you can't take that literally. So I'm not taking that literally at all. But I, again, I do, I do think it's still a high level of form. Um, what he did show at Newmarket. I, I do think he's not as good as Pile Driver, but you know he's probably on a track like this where you're going to get a lone trip. You're going to be able to just you know bounce out, make the because we even said John, if you remember, after he'd done what he did at Newmarket, we opposed him 
at York. Yeah. We said we can't yeah. have we can't have that making all over a mile and six at York. We we, yeah. we said you know and we were right to take him on. You know we I got a good few quid out of it. Everyone was happy with that. Day. Um, and then what did you do next time? So again, um, soft ground. Um, you know what does typical Johnson do? You know uh, just tries to make the running again. Not a track you know for making the running. We all know that Newmarket has some, you know, some rather tricky biases at times. And I'm saying if you if if you didn't want to back the favourite at four to six, which I know some people will, I would say that's the one to have a little, just a little tickle on because um, you could see that just bouncing out. They're all sat playing jockeys. Stout's not going to lead. Uh, you, you might say Sill will want to lead, but I can't see it um, over this trip because. You know, Bangkok, he's really been a 10 furlong horse all its life. So I cannot see Andrew Baldwin saying, go and, go and take on Sir Ron, Ron Priestley. No. So I, I, it's one of them that you know that's going to get a hand solo. So it's a case of, is it good enough? No. But could it, could it, could it be good enough if they left it alone? Possibly. So I think that could be a smidgen of value, even though he wouldn't be the best horse. Now, on, we were trying to stick to the TV races over the Thursday and Friday, but I thought we'd take in this one, John, because the 410 race on, on day one, the, uh, hem, the, the Henry Tessel stakes, the listed contest, <laughs> is arguably, and I'll say it right, it's arguably a better race than the, uh, not, not on ratings wise, but fascinating and also full of quality in terms of race of the day. Would you agree? Yeah. It's a, it's a rip smarter, isn't it, really? I mean, because uh, the, there's, there's a lot of angles you can come at this, really. Um, mm. And there's some interesting angles as well. Um, I mean, for a start, I'm quite surprised that uh, John and the real Slim 30 are dropping back the rabbing trip so soon. I didn't think the, the, the excursion to... France was entirely conclusive myself. Mm-hmm. Now, with a saddle as well as mayor, I'm somewhat perplexed that they've so quickly decided to drop back to a mile. Um, Baid, if that's how you say it, Baid, yeah. obviously masses of potential, yeah. has been priced up as though he's already fulfilled that potential. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's pretty much priced up as a He's at the level that these have shown already, which I, I would dispute, I'm afraid. Um, I couldn't be backing him at two to one. Maximal, I think, is an absolute moose. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he travelled up lovely at Ascot, didn't he? I mean, he was going to be second at worst. Turning yeah. You know, how the hell he's managed to finish fourth after that? I mean, unbelievable. You know, I mean, they've obviously decided he didn't stay the 10 furlongs before that, whereas I think he was probably just dogging it off anyway. Yeah, he's very soft in a finish for me. Oh, you know, I mean, which to me leaves one roller as a valuable player with the cheek pieces on the first time. He's been highly tried. He's obviously shown a decent level of ability. He's rated the same as Maximal. One's 5 to 2, the other one's 15 to 2. Yeah, and also holds a, a points victory over Maximal when they they met in the um, in the maiden back exactly. in August last year. Yeah, exactly. 
you know, so he, he's got the first 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 uh, 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 bout of victory he, there. He got his retaliation in first. Is one way to put it, isn't he? He, he did. He did. Um, so yeah, I mean. What a race! Um, I'll I'll just tell you my thoughts that I, of of these. Obviously, again, if you're looking for the leader, because don't forget, keep your eye on the biases at Newmarket. Sometimes on rattling quick, you can just you get front runner after front runner. It has happened. Um, Namus again of of the kilt uh, wouldn't be good enough uh, to win this contest. I did have a little bit of big prices on him in the uh, St James's Palace just because. I felt again that there could be one or two playing jockeys in that, um, you know, on, on on the round course. And I just felt if you know if they, if they just leave that, but it didn't work out like that. Um, so I, I'll pass him. Um, I agree with John about one ruler. Some very very high class form really. You know, tied in with Max Swiney, beat Van Gogh um, at Newmarket last back end in the Autumn Stakes. Um, and for many, was considered potentially uh, their guineas. Or, you know, over the winter, they were saying, "Well, that's possibly their their get their guineas contender." Didn't turn out like that. Um, the doiler ended up on him, um, and you've got the doiler again. But yeah, I agree with one ruler. He, he could he could come back to form. Derab, I think they've dropped back in trip because I reckon the horse is probably nearly unmanageable. In fact, I don't know why they're leaving him as a colt because. He's obviously ridiculously free at home. That's that's what I'm told off the off the lads at Gosden's. They say he's absolutely rabid. Well, um, at the level as a two-year-old to be considered as a stallion anyway, did he? So you might as well have whacked his knackers off. Yeah, I, I think for Judmont's sake, I'd, pr- I'd probably because you could probably if he does settle down after having his nuts off, it, it, you know he could end up very useful and, and a good money spinner um, for them. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I'd do. Uh, Baid, like you say, absolutely oozes potential. But again, the sectional timings, boys. I mean, I've, I've I've got the sectionals in front of me, and this lad is 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 well, definitely group class um, on what we've seen so far. But the problem with this is they've probably stepped up to a listed race, thinking, yeah, well, we'll we'll, we'll pinch a listed race first, and then we'll look. look. <laughs> but sadly, they've walked into horses one ten plus. Um, you know, on the first outing in listed races, and like you said, John, the price already merits, like as if as if it's already there. We, the yeah. sectional the sectional timing says it's there. Says yes, this is this is definitely a a group three horse, definitely for now. Anyway, definitely. But like you say, you, you're banking on it doing it first time against these when you know, it will have, at some point, I would imagine, some kind of fractions in the race that he's probably you'd, not... You'd hope he could do it. Yeah, so I do. Yeah. He'd be the one with pretensions to go and challenge Jim's arse later on. Yeah. You know, because you couldn't see any of the others doing that. But no. It's, it's what he's got got to do tomorrow at two to one that puts it off. Well, it's that, that's it. I mean... Had he been sort of like three to one, or say you know, quick, you know, somewhere between seven to two and three to one, yeah. you know, you'd you'd have perhaps gone, you know, be perhaps, you know, you'd be probably putting it up as a bet. But like you said, now he's two to one, and you can bet your life. I, I've got a feeling they'll go even shorter. I've got a feeling that when we wake up, you know, uh, Thursday morning, it could be thirteen or eight, seven or four, and then you're even less excited. Um, so yeah, that's the problem there. But fascinating race. Um, 
one to really get stuck in if you've got an opinion. Um, but like John says, I, I agree that uh, one ruler is probably the value at the price is around the 15 to 2 mark um, on what we can see on the betting. Right, we move forward to Friday's fair. Any, oh, by the way, any other business, John, on Newmarket that day? Did, did you did you did you like? Yeah, I, I, I did just want to mention in the first race, there's a full sister to Expert A from making a debut. Um, the Red Ryan built quite a while to ride this. Um, she's been going quite well in her homework, apparently. Um, my own personal assessment of uh, if you finish somewhere near that Hannon horse. Um, um, round about the 75 mark, that would be a smashing debut, and you'd look for her to really move forward from that next term. Yeah. So you don't you don't think she's a bet bet tomorrow? I'd I'd be very very cheery about backing any of this yards on debut. They can, they can get absolute monsters beaten. So yeah. I'd, I'd I'd much rather take a watching brave if, if if she went and won it. Fair enough, you know she's probably going to be pretty good but I'd, I'd certainly just say a nice debut running on nicely into a well course yeah he, he, he seems to be very easy just stout on his two-year-olds not so easy on his three-year-old debutants if you know if ever if ever stout sort of like lisa releases a decent one at three you can bet your life they're more tuned up because they'll have had more time to grow and develop and then he, he, he probably get tends to get stuck into them more but like you said john a uh, lot of his two-year-olds are left bit slack and you know yeah i think it's a fair maiden that tomorrow as well i think that uh that favorite sets the fair standard lovely manner yeah okay right thanks for pointing that out um so that's one for you the notebooks to watch like you say if, if stouts runs close up first time um you'll know it'll come on plenty and one possibly for next time out so we go to the friday and uh, the second day of our preview and the first race we'll look at, John, is the Bet365 hand- another heritage handicap. That he says heritage <laughs> handicap, but I don't know which one this is. I mean, I, it's got a name. It'll have had a name. Um, listeners, if you listen to this, get uh, tweet us and tell, tell us what names we're missing, just so I don't have to waste time looking myself. Yeah, that's that's really it. Um, so the 150 race there, Fox's Tails heads the market uh, with the SDS. Who, who, to be fair, we've been giving FDS some stick um, uh, in recent times, but it's it's fair to say he rides Newmarket better than he will other courses due to the better the 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 better results on the front end uh, than of courses like Ascot, etc. So Fox's tails heads the market four to one for Andrew Baldin, who also has a good record, John, at uh, the July meeting. He's he's, he's 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 there's him and the kilt, would you believe? They're, they're way above winners, above expectation. They're the two trainers that do best at the July meeting historically. Yeah, um, I'm uh, I'm a little bit disappointed with the jockey Belkins here because Fox's Tales, as you know, did me a massive favour at Ascot. Ah, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was hoping that O'Shane would have retained the ride, but for obvious reasons, we've uh, we've got so a sell up top. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a stiff little race, this, really. Um, probably if I'd have a bet, I'd probably just stick with Fox's tails. I think it'll probably run well. Yeah, I mean, I, I can remember uh, that, you know, because it kind of, 
it, it, it were a sigh of relief bet, weren't it? The fact oh, at last, you know, like it was, you know, late on, and it's like, for God, thank God that's coming. Um, yeah. So yeah, Fox's tails under O'Sheen, and I remember John, John that day was like delighted that Sylvester had chose the other one. Um, he was like absolutely bouncing that O'Sheen. Well, desperate for it to get a quiet ride, you know, early on, and yeah, Shane was absolute perfection on it. And I'm, well, I'm absolutely convinced that Sil wouldn't have won on it, you know. Uh, well, in this, I'm I'm convinced that Peter the Great has got a lot of improvement in it under under Franke and John Gosden, a hell of a lot of improvement in it. Uh, and I just mentioned Jabayana. Uh, that was drawn um, for me on uh, the wrong side um, at, um, at Ascot um, in the in the Britannia. And I did feel that that came through nice. But what I'd also like to to, to mention um, in the race... Oh, no, sorry. No, no, it doesn't run. Yep, sorry. No, no, I wouldn't like to mention it at all. So, Giovanna then. Yeah, Giovanna was drawn on the wrong side. I thought that ran really well behind Perotta um, at Ascot. And I do think if that had been possibly uh, drawn uh, towards the stand side, then it possibly would have won. So, yeah, so I thought that was interesting there. Just, just a little bit of information for you as well, Lee. This mm. used to be called the Duke of Cambridge Handicap. Ah, thank you very much. Duke, yeah, Duke of Cambridge Handicap. Right, so yeah, there we go. See, I'm not a fan. I, we, we've talked about this in past Sunday sermons. I'm I'm not a fan of, of like, leaving race names out. I, I accept that bookmakers deserve a sponsorship. But there's, there's uh, and maybe it starts off with the, you could call it the Bet365 Duke of Cambridge Handicap. You know, I don't. I don't see why that has to be just omitted. I think that's just terrible because I think I think punters have an affinity with these kind of races. You know, like as I have for some weird affinity with the Mandarin handicap chase at Newbury in January or February, whenever it's run. You know, just things like that. Just stick certain races that stick in your memory. I'm not a fan of 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 deleting the because what's point in just saying heritage handicap? Well. Yeah, it's a heritage handicap, but why is it? What what makes it a heritage handicap? So, I, I, yeah, I think I think it's wrong. Do you, and, do you agree? Do you another, agree with that? I do. And another little aside here that people might not be aware of: uh, the kilt has actually won six of the last ten of these. <laughs> Which, uh, for fans of track biases, hello. Well, it, well, we've men- we've mentioned the kilt in the other races because we're obviously frightened to death that he's going to get. You're going to you're going to be you're going to be tweeting about halfway through the first day and saying, "Jesus, how many? How many? What are these buggers yeah. doing? Letting him win these? You know, is it, that's three easy he's had. Where's your brains, lads? You know. Where's your brains? I know this is the thing. People just looking to who's the best horse, but sometimes, especially at HQ. You know, you've got to be careful. Uh, but King Frankel then, Ben Curtis, that could be that could be the one. You, you know, know, like I'll stick with that now, won't we? You know, that could be <laughs> Well, you know, you can't leave these out. You cannot leave these Johnston front enders out. He, 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 you know, he'll he'll get what that's why he's top trainer. Uh, that's why he's winners above expectation, because he's riding just like he does everywhere else. He ain't got a clue. He'd front run from Ascot, he'd front run from Doncaster, he'd front run from anywhere, he didn't care. But like Newmarket, as we know, they just, they let him get on with it and he just keep rolling. Um, so yeah, the King Frankel left for Johnston, worth a mention. Right, we move on to the 225, the Duchess of Cambridge. Uh, it's a Group 2 Phillies event, the equivalent of the July Stakes, but for Phillies. 
Um, Sandrine heads the market for Andrew Baldin, who again does well here at nine to four. Top of the head, John. Any views? Well, Sandrine was pretty impressive given the conditions at Ascot. Mm. I, I, I couldn't crab the performance too much because at the end of the day, she could only break what was put in front of her. The, the trouble is, I, I don't tend to think what was put in front of her was a little bit tarnished due to the state of the ground. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of inclined to give Flotus another chance, oh, yeah. to be honest. Um, certainly not knocked about when she couldn't win. Uh, that's one thing about the Sardine. He does look after them when they can't win. <laughs> he looks after them when they're only going to be second sometimes, but, you know, that's... The chance you take when you're backing somebody 50 in the saddle, isn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I think this still has a little bit of potential about it, and I'd like to see it bounce back here on a better surface. If not, you can probably put a line through, which this would be the uh, the last day for making excuses for floaters. I'm afraid it needs to deliver here. Was immensely impressive on debut was floaters. Mm. Um, I, I remember watching it back and thinking, geez. Um, sadly, it's not worked out. The race hasn't worked out possibly as good as you'd like. Um, in fact, the, the fourth horse, obviously beaten, beaten a fair way, about seven lengths by by Flotus, but was profound Alexander. Uh, that's that's got kicked out of the way by six today at Lingfield. So, and the second, I don't think, has done anything. Prism of uh, Roger Varians, I think that's. Um, oh, he's only had one race, but it, it was tailed off. Um, so you just wonder about that. What you know is that form gonna gonna hold up? I found this race tricky, John. Um, but I, I, I'm gonna put a mention for the runner up to Sandrine Ascot, which was Hello You, who was rabidly keen early on, absolutely rabid. Um, and definitely that cut that that cost her any chance. And she was so impressive on debut, and the way that she still kept on over six on heavy, um, you know. Um, I thought that was really, really impressive thing to do. And I did like her on looks on debut. I thought she was the, the complete two-year-old, really. Nothing flash physically in terms of, oh, you're going to get better at three and all this rubbish. I just thought she's, she's so well put together, moves really well. She's by invincible spirit, so should improve for the, for, for the fast ground side of things. Um, and I, I do think she moves well, and that's why I do I'm going to put her up as a decent bet here at seven or two. I think Oscula, I think that wants a bit of juice. Um, yeah. Should, you know, like that's third in. Like I said, Sandrine, I thought was impressive because of the conditions rather than than, than perhaps, you know, just having a mega amount of ability. So, yeah, and I thought there was little depth to this. So, Hello You is going to be, um, uh, you know, a decent bet for me if I can get something like seven or two uh, in the uh, Duchess of Cambridge. So that's where me and John stand. John giving a chance to flirt us and me hello you for Rafe and Ralph. We move on to the three o'clock, which is the. Well, I'm terrible. See, my memory. You've got a great memory. I'm, I'm terrible. This is another Bet Three Six Five trophy. This is wrong again. The BHA Heri- Heritage Handicap. What's this? I forgot. Uh, it's a mile and six race. Uh, Heritage Handicap. Global Storm. Charlie Appleby. Trains the uh, favourite James Doyle in the saddle, six to one fab. John, any view here? Yeah, I had a bit of trouble with this race, really. Um, I thought 
global storm was probably just the right south. Um, but I, nothing really leaps off the page at me as being terribly well handicapped. Yeah. Um, the, the one I thought might have a bit more to give was Prince Alex down the bottom, Rafe and Ralph. Um, I, th- I, I think that this one's progressed from debut this year and run nice race last time. I think there might be a little bit more author, but I'm not desperate to have a bet in the race. No, I'll be I'll be honest. You know, I mean, sometimes I do wave a white flag, and I, I did I did kind of struggle with this. What about your um, Hockfeld for the kill? Well, you, you don't know what's going to happen here because how many you got in this? Um, <laughs> you got three, haven't you? Uh, uh, three, I'm counting all. Yeah, three. Yeah, I mean, Watersmate makes a softy. Joel go forward. Um, now that they've ridden Oxfeld from the front in the plate, they'll think he has to lead because this is only a mile and six. Yeah. And the max we can after winning on debut, where he showed a little bit of temperament, I thought. I mean, since then he's he's given every indication he's no longer with us. Uh, he'll probably do the, the donkey work himself. You, you know, he wouldn't be surprised at all with Sill up. So there could be a three-way tussle on the front end, and we could all be from Midland. And <laughs> so, just white flag job really as regards the kilt run, is there? Yeah, um, I, I'm struggling for a bet in this. Uh, my token selection would be anti as because I do think there's more to come from that. Uh, it's quite unexposed on turf, really. Um, you know, it's had the two starts and obviously successful last time out at Ascot. Uh, a big price. I didn't think it probably deserved to be a big price, but I did have to time that. So it's, <laughs> it's just that typical pundit bullshit. Um, but anti as for me, I thought might have a little bit more to come from that marker 99 for John and Slim. Um, gone to 3.35 the big Phillies race um, and uh, this this is obviously the race of the day and the favourite is alcohol free and has had a good great season really beat, beat a bad horse in statement that we keep opposing on, on reappearance John ran fifth in the in the Guinness and then um, Turned up at Ascot and uh, did the biz and beat one of our favourite Snow Lantern. Any, what's your view? I'd be very interested to see what you think here. I think this is a marvellous race, actually. Um, from a let's have a look at this race standpoint. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, the the angles you can come at this race. I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's like trying to finger blast eleven lasses at once. <laughs> you know, um, Really it's uh, like it's like your toilet bowl after a after a vindaloo, isn't it? You know, I mean, Ang- angles that you can get there. Are, it's, it's incredible, you know. I mean, uh, <laughs> you got you got our old friend Queen Power there at fourteen to one. You know, I mean, you'd never have thought she'd be going off at fourteen to one in the race this year, but nope. I think if anything, she might be saving a bit underpriced. Um, yeah. do, do you think though, right? Because right, she is Jada, you know. We, we we know this, right? But and and she's got an idiot on board. But um, I I thought she ran a blinder last time from middle at track, didn't you think? I, I think she probably got carried there. To be honest, yeah. she didn't win on her side, did she? No, 
you know, if she if she'd won on her side, all right, then she'd run a blind. But yeah, she hasn't won on her side. She's done her usual and found something to beat her. Which was Lady Both up, of course. Yeah, which again, given the blockings run, eight to one looks big. I can't have alcohol three. I think she was the one that really thrived on that ground last time. I thought I thought her farm that day was a revelation. I, I didn't I didn't buy much out the the fifth in the guineas, and I thought the defeat of statement amounted to very little. The statement has gone on to prove. So I, I definitely can't have alcohol free in this. Yeah, we're, we're, that's that's a bar steward special lay that one. We we can't brag about when when we lay horses or take them on because obviously you, you don't win much. But we, me and John are. 100% here, we're, we're taking alcohol free. Go on, John, carry on. Um, I mean, if you if you want one to come through and prove itself a really, really good filly, you'd, you'd want probably Snow Lantern to win it, really, because Mother Earth, you know, I mean, she's won a guineas and then come out. I know she's got bait twice and possibly been excuses and all the rest of it, but she's seven to one here. The lads clearly haven't stepped up to the mic yet, you know, so they, they, Clearly, don't think she's a one one eight one twenty or anything like that. No. So the the potential horse would be Snowland. Looking at it from a betting point of view, you'd probably say that Lady Bothorp's probably the overpriced one at eight. Yeah, I was surprised to see that. Maybe ground. Maybe they don't think she can run to that level on that ground. I mean, she did win at HQ earlier this season obviously beating uh, Queen Power, but then we'd, we'd think anything would beat Queen Power. Um, but, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we have lock-ins. How many of these would have run second in that? Yeah, agreed. I mean, I mean, we even said, uh, I think in our Ascot preview, we, we said, like, Lady Bothorp, because, you know, she's uber solid on four. There's no filly that could, could probably have run second in a, in a lock So I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to dish your bet. Um, I, I think I, I haven't got a bet personally apart from probably taking an alcohol free I think I will try and strike that um, yeah. but Snow Lantern from a personal point if I was you know if, if we were sat here with Peyton Gin and we, would, we, we weren't pressing any buttons um, or finger blasting um, Snow, Snow Lantern would be the one I'd be cheering on for and Mother obviously won this race Sky Lantern um, and I just think it's quite a nice story. You know, the mother's won the same trainer, you know, train the mother. Train. I, I think this is a big ride for Sean Leary as well. Actually. Yeah. I think he he's possibly got a little bit to prove at this sort of level as a jockey. He's got a bit to prove this year as well. I've not been impressed with Sean yeah. this year. And I think he, he, he needs to get this really settled and get her to run a nice race. I think otherwise, if I was... The cannon, I think I'd be, uh, I'd be starting to think. Well, maybe I need a jockey. I think so. I've, I've, I've made, I've made two or three comments regarding Sean this season, and I've, I, I whether it's confidence, I don't know, but he seems to be slightly on the the regressive uh, panel for me. But Snow Lantern would be an absolute dream uh, to see to see her do the biz. Any other biz, John, for Friday? Uh, yes. Funnily enough, um, I think I've got a canny bet in the far ten. Oh, nice. Um, 
and it's again it's quite a left field job. Um, Joseph Parr um, is someone I remember running around breaking everybody's balls when he was a little kid. Uh, <laughs> he was an aggravating little son. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think he's, he's potentially going to turn into quite a useful trainer, actually. And uh, I rather like his Roman dynasty in the far ten. Uh, he campaigned this like a good horse last year in running in the gym track, I think, was second time up. And uh, the horse wasn't disgraced at all. And I've, I've kept a bit of a slanted eye on this mo- most of this season. And physically, it has tightened up immeasurably from first to second run, second to third run. I still think it will have come on from the third run. I think I think this has been brought along very, very carefully this year. And uh, I think now we're down to 88. I think, I think it could just be time to unleash the beast. And I think Harry Burns is reasonable value for his claim. Um, it's not too big a fail, so he, he, won't, he won't have a lot of aggro to negotiate. And I think 14 to 1 is really, really big about this horse. I, I, could, I could see this get, getting a bit of tap in the morning and going off about 10s and 9s. Superb. We love, we, love a, we love a nice price selection with confidence. So 14 to 1 for John Roman, Dynasty. Harry Burns, uh, obviously one of the most useful conditionals, uh, conditionals uh, apprentice jockeys taking five off. Um, for Joseph Parr, fourteen to one, good price. Um, could, the the one thing for me, obviously, in Veagle, he's obviously priced accordingly. Uh, Roman Dynasty is eight pounds better off with uh, in Veagle for for the new market run. In Veagle, impressive that day, but as as a lot happens, new markets not uh, new markets not Yarmouth. Yarmouth nice and flat suits the back end when they go good lick. Um, new market undulations, you know, it's not it's not the same. Um, so John with a good selection there um, to, to uh, finish us off for our two days we are back on Friday as usual um, and I can promise you this, this, it's, a, it's a brilliant day's racing Saturday and I've, I've got a max bet for you on Saturday um, so make sure you tune in on Friday as usual um, and hopefully it'll be uh, a profitable weekend for us on Super Saturday hope you enjoyed the selections and, uh, and, and chat and banter for the first two days at HQ and we hope it's a profitable one for you so that's all from me and John tonight bye for now